Hello and welcome to About 10 Minutes with Pippa D. I am Pippa D and today I have been thinking about Netflix, sweet corn husks and robots. You may be enticed, you may be enthralled or you may be disappointed, but it'll only take you about 10 minutes to find out. So I was talking with Fly4 about what I could talk about on this week's podcast and uh, he suggested that I should tell you about the time I went on a blind date style TV show designed for teenagers Um, and I thought that I'd throw in another story as well about the time I watched Fly4 win and then lose £22,000 on a BBC game show. Yep. Right, so my story first, because let's face it, who doesn't want to know about teenage Pippa? Well, actually me, I'd rather forget most of my teenage years, but that's another story entirely. So back in the late 90s, I was sitting my A-levels and I was a theatre studies student. And one day we were asked if we would be willing to go on a TV show that was going to be shown on the TV channel Trouble. I don't know if you had Sky back then. I didn't. Uh, but it was a, a TV channel designed for youth, for teenagers. Um, it was going to be a sort of version of Blind Date for Teenagers and it was going to be called It's in the Jeans. And really clever, right, uh, Jeans was spelt J-E-A-N-S instead of uh, G-E-N-E-S. So it was, you know, the clothing instead of the chromosome thing, which I think, you know, is actually really clever. So all the, uh, well, there wasn't any, there wasn't, it's not true, there was one, one boy in our theatre studies class. Um, but all of those who were interested had their names put into a hat and then a few were picked out and those lucky few were the ones who were going to be uh, put forward to the TV company. I wasn't lucky. I know. And I remember afterwards thinking I'd had a lucky escape. However, a few days later, one of the girls realised that if she went for the filming of her date, she was going to miss the last day of our school's help week. And it was a really big deal for her at the time because um, six formers would come in wearing fancy dress and um, she had a great costume planned, whereas I'd already had a year of six form. So I'd already done this. So I, I wasn't too bothered. So I said, I'll go. I'll go do it. So instead of Scylla Black, we got uh, Autis Dealey and Lucy Cave. And because of a faux pas, I will always remember Autis's name. You see, we were all waiting in a green room of sorts to be uh, taken off to our various dates. And he came in and he asked us who we were, what our names were. Um, he didn't say his name because quite Clearly, everybody knew who he was. He was famous. He was on TV. He was on Trouble. He was on the TV channel we were filming for. But I didn't have Sky and I didn't watch Trouble and I had no clue who he was. So I said, and you are? And I probably sounded like a right cow and he told me who he was and... Yeah, pretty soon I was in a taxi um, rushing off to the Castle Climbing Centre where my date and I, uh, let's call him Ollie, I don't remember his name, um, 
we were going to go rock climbing on our date. So um, I don't really remember a lot about it, um, but I was at the bottom of the climbing wall and Ollie was up the wall and I was, um, I think the technical term is belaying. Yeah, I know. See, look at me. Basically, I was holding the rope tight so that if he fell, he wouldn't fall to his death. Um, and I, as I'm standing there, I had a brilliant idea for a joke. And I said to the crew that were filming us, I said, um, you might want to film me because I think I've got... And they're like, OK, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I pulled on the rope um, that was attached to Ollie and I called up, Hey, Ollie. I guess I could say I pulled you. <laughs> um, the production crew thought this was absolutely hilarious. Um, and I then had to say it again in the same tone and the same cadence and all the other words that mean the same thing. Um, but nobody thought to tell Ollie that I had to keep doing this so that they could get the perfect shot from 10 million different angles. Um, and <laughs> as I'm saying, the last the last time as I'm doing it, Ollie is up the, the wall and he turns around and he shouts down, I heard you the first time. There was a swear word in that one, but um, I'm very aware that if there was a swear word when I said it, I'd have to mark this as being a sweary podcast. And we're not doing that. Um, yeah, so as you can probably tell, he didn't really like me all that much. I had a great time. I really loved the rock climbing and the abseiling. <laughs> um, and uh, he then had to, we were on a playground, he had to uh, pretend that he was picking me as the blind date option. And um, he's going through with the girls and he goes and he sees mine and he goes, uh, she has a nicer uh, smile. I'm like, dude, you could have said a million things like she looks fun or she looks pretty or she's not my normal type, but I think she's quite hot. Heck, I would have even settled for she's got massive norks, but no. Um, so what do I remember about Ollie? He worked at Hamley's at the weekend. He was a young magician and he'd either put through to the finals of the Young Magician of the Year or he was a runner-up or I don't know. It was something, something. Um, and so as part of our date, whilst we were sitting in the cafe, he um, had to magic up a rose, which I then had to pretend to be as wonderful. Oh, it's amazing. And really, I'm just thinking, Bleh. So it didn't matter, though, because I went rock climbing and I was on TV. And I have a story to tell you, which, you know, it was quite fun, right? I unfortunately don't have any proof that this ever happened. I mean, I do have some friends who could tell you it happened. Um, at the time, they sent me a video of my episode, but they sent the wrong one. And they sent one of the girls that was <laughs> that did it. Uh, she had to go to a pottery lesson with her date. And <laughs> she was taller than her date. So she had to be, you know, they did the, the whole ghost thing. But she had to be the Patrick Swayze and her date had to be the... Uh, Demi Moore um, and it was it was very very amusing right so fly for one and lost 22,000 pounds in one evening so um, this wasn't that long after Top Ender was born it was about six months so back in 2004 uh, we'd been offered tickets to go and take part in a new quiz show it was the pilot it was being filmed um, it was called Dial M for Money and Fly4 and I were super excited um, because it was going to be hosted by your friend and mine, Philip Schofield. <gasps> um, I, he was actually a friend of mine, sort of. Um, I had been in Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat when he'd been in it. So I, 
I feel like, you know, we're pals. Um, so the quiz, we were all sitting in uh, 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 BBC Studios, it was. And we're all sitting in this semi-darkness and we'd been given these little light sticks, you know, like uh, glow sticks that... Um, meant to hold it up when you had the answer um and when it was right basically you'd be sitting at a desk in the in the proper version and your glow stick would light up and um they uh asked all these questions and I remember this so clearly I answered way more questions than fly for correctly this is absolutely tons but when it came down to the end, they goes, right, so um, basically all that doesn't really matter. Everything is down to this last question. If you answer this last question, um, you've got to type it into handsets and whoever is the closest, we will take the closest. It doesn't matter if you are over or you are under. We will just take the two closest answers. Um, and basically they didn't expect us to know the answer to this question. Um and unfortunately for them, Fly4 knew the exact answer to this question. Um, so they asked us how much Blackie, which was Eric Clapton's guitar, had sold at auction just a few days before. Fly4 was really into his music. He knew this. He knew that it had sold for $959,000. Sorry, $959,500 thousand dollars um so he typed in that exact number nine five nine five zero zero and um magic happened backstage and then philip announces the two audience members who are going to take part in the uh the head-to-head part of the show and there's this bloke's name that's that's called and he's in one part of the audience and there's a you know a slight yay over there and um then they say Fly Four's name, and Fly Four and I sort of look at each other. We think it's funny. Someone in the audience has got the same name as you. Um, <laughs> the floor runners are then making their way up to us to to mic Fly Four up, and we were like, "What? Really? What? What? Okay." Um, so then it's a a head to head between Fly Four and this other bloke, and there's a couple of questions and. Flyfall gets one wrong and he he is devastated. Um, but then the other bloke answers the questions and he got more wrong. So Flyfall is through to the very, very last thing. And they make up a, a thing saying that because of all the questions you've answered correctly through the evening, the sum that you are paying for, playing for rather tonight is £22,000. And at this point, Philip Schofield puts an arm round fly four, which I'm sure is a technique they teach in quiz show host school. And um, he whispers into fly four's ear, blimey, this is a complicated old game, isn't it? And fly four doesn't really know what to say. So he's like, oh, yeah. um, so uh, Philip then starts asking uh, fly four questions like, you know, who are you? Where are you from? And um, fly four's like, oh, well, um, I'm from Milton Keynes and my wife's here with me tonight. She's in the audience. And uh, she recently gave birth to our first child, which was Top Ender and a few other little bits. And um, Philip Schofield is like, are you a ringer? Are you are you fake? Are you not real? Are you part of the production crew? <laughs> And Flyfall's like, no, mate, I really am. This is, it's really true. My wife has just had a baby um, and she was in Joseph with you. <laughs> just little things like this. Um, so then Flyfall is asked the question and I'm sitting in the audience and you know, you know um, how quiz shows go, you know, it's all dark, it's all quiet. And 
we can't for the life of us remember what this question was. We think it was something to do with George Michael. We think. We're not too sure. And um, he he's asked this question and Flyball gets it right. He's gone and won <laughs> £22,000. And we're like, Ooh, what, what, what? Um, but the thing is, it was only a pilot. And so really, we weren't winning £22,000. We'd actually only won £500. But because it was a pilot, they wanted to have another option. So Flyfall then had to put his his A-level theatre studies uh, <laughs> to good use. He also did theatre studies um, and pretend that he had given the wrong answer and he had to fake losing £22,000 and I had to pretend to be sad in the audience. So um, it was absolutely hilarious. We have tried for years to try and get a copy of this pilot, but it has long, long been lost to the uh, the world of unaired pilots. Um, although there was a few, a new show a few weeks later called Come and Have a Go If You Think You're Smart Enough, which was basically Dial M for Money under a new title. So um, who knows? Who knows? Maybe somewhere it will get unearthed one day. Maybe if Fly4 or I become really super famous. So there you go, uh, two TV show type uh, fun stories. Um, do you know, I actually, thinking on it, I have a load more, but I'm going to keep quiet because that's all we need to talk about today. I hope you've had a laugh. I hope I've uh, cheered you up for a few minutes. And um, yeah, I will see you again next time. Bye. Bye.